What's up, everyone? I'm Ruthina Porterfield, God's favorite, but I do want you to challenge me on that, which is why you're going to get to know him right here. I want you to meet my God. So this season of the Meet My God podcast is all about relationships and friendships and where God fits in. When I started this podcasting journey in 2020, the country was in the midst of a huge racial reckoning. One of the ways I thought I could contribute to the solution was conversation. And so my first two liberated conversations with Ruthina was with two friends who were different from me, both of them white, neither of them were Christian. These friendships that I have are a reflection of what I try to do in my life and of the purpose of the Meet My God podcast, which is to introduce people to the character of God by sharing personal experiences. In this episode, you're going to hear clips from those two liberated conversations and how God and his word can be seen in our experiences, no matter who we are. You'll also hear some poor sound quality. I was new to this podcasting journey, people, so bear with me. Both conversations are available in their entirety on this podcast. My first conversation was with Jameson Bourgeois. We were friends in middle school who had not spoken in more than 20 years, but social media has a way of bringing people together. And when I put out a Facebook call to my white friends for an open and honest discussion about racial issues, he was the first one to reply. We reminisced about attending Beast Academy, Charleston's highly esteemed magnet school that brought kids together from across three counties and different racial backgrounds. Our conversation began with understanding how people who are so different can develop such a good friendship. We agreed that the answer begins with something simple, time. Do you know what I mean? So what memories do you have? I think it's different for you because you had had exposure to other cultures and other races. Do you remember anything um, when it comes to myself? Because you were friends with other Black people as well at Buse, right? So what do you remember about those interactions? It was just part of the day, you know, uh, my friends are my friends, uh, the close friends. Like, I mean, we spent so much time together. Uh, in addition to being in class for seven hours a day, we had that extra four hours or three and a half, probably three hours with you. Yeah. I spent another hour after you got off before I got home. because I, I was the last stop in the county. I, mean, uh, I was on the bus at 530 in the morning to be downtown by 730. And then uh, I didn't get home until about six between 530 and six o'clock at night depending on traffic uh, to be able to go to Bust. And uh, it was a lonely experience because it would be the last 20 minutes with just me and the bus driver. Yeah, uh, Linda. I remember her name was Miss Linda. She was wild because she was for the, uh, most of 7th and 8th grade. And then it, when I got to, to Magnet, to Burke, uh, we had a different bus driver. She was the accountant for a bunch of strip clubs. And she was also a, a, lady, of cl- a lady of color. But she was probably like 22. Uh, sure so she... Know. She was real young and she was wild when it was just she and I on the bus. She would tell me the tales of all the things that were going on uh, 
Interesting. Wow. Yes. So I had uh, an, uh, a different perspective of grown-up situations and things that she would share. Maybe she shouldn't have, but uh, I, I think uh, I have an easygoing personality, uh, and, and I love people, and I love to talk, which I pause if I talk too much tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I love to share. I love to share information. I love to share my heart. Uh, I have no secrets. Um, and, and so it was, it was very neat because on that bus ride, she would tell me about all the different things about the people that would come in at the club that she would encounter. Uh, Whew. definitely go back and listen to the very first episode of liberated conversations for the rest of that story. But it brings up a good point here for the meet my God podcast. Good friendships develop when you spend time with each other. You cannot be afraid to spend time with people with different experiences from you. This is something we addressed in the friendship devotional we completed for the last episode. Go back and listen to that one. But who is in your friendship circle? Do they all look like you? Are your opinions the same on every issue? Well, one of my closest friends, Kim Accorelli, was the second conversation in my podcasting journey, and we disagree on several issues. But I'm not afraid to discuss them with her And I'm not afraid to be friends with her because I love her and there is no fear in love. That's 1 John 4, 18. Perfect love drives out fear. Take a listen. Your parents, did your, would you say that your parents had an absence of fear when it came to other races, despite your father working for the LADD? I would, I would say, yeah, absolutely. Because my, my parents always raised me to look at, it's a human being. That's a a person. And, you know, I was raised Catholic and the belief that we all come from the same God. We're all human. So I never was taught to fear a specific race or to fear somebody because of their, the color of their skin. You're raised, my parents raised me to be smart and be, you know, have your wits about you because there are bad people in this world. There are absolutely bad people in this world, but it doesn't come down to race. It doesn't come down to gender. It doesn't come down to sexual orientation. It doesn't come down to that. There's people, there's good and bad people. And my dad, you know, he would always say, he said, no, you don't, you don't racially profile. You behaviorally profile. Is someone behaving in a manner that that. that's that he instilled that all the time in me? It's you don't racially profile, you behaviorally profile. Like, how is this person responding and acting? And and that's what it is. It's not about race. He said there's there's good and bad people. He saw the most what would be considered as the quote unquote stand-up what we have in our mind, stereotypical person, they create the, do the worst crimes. It's pedophiles are generally older white males. Thank you. You're going to sit here and and label the black community as the violent ones. You're going to label the black community as the, as the people that commit the crimes. That's it's just, it's It's now let's not get it twisted. While we should have people in our circle who are different from us, we still need to be somewhat selective. 1 Corinthians 15.33 tells us not to let anyone mislead us. Bad company corrupts good character. So it is very important that we're careful who we allow into our space. Jameson provided a wonderful image 
of the selection process we should consider. I call it his layers of friendship. Luckily, uh, over my decades of experience with living this life, uh, I have a, a pretty good vetting process. Uh, okay. letting Because we all have layers, right? We have, I was just talking to my wife about this. We all have these layers of like an airlock, right? On a space station, you have these different layers of security where when something, uh, like if you, if something's outside your fence, right? If you have if you have a home and you have a protective layer and you see someone in the street, that's different. Someone on the street telling you something is different from someone that's inside your fence, right? If they're inside right. your fence, there's a certain cachet, a certain ethos that goes with it. Okay, it's okay for you to be here. I trust a little bit more what you're going to say. What you're saying doesn't have to be like uh, qualified as much, right? Right. And then if someone's on your porch, that's different than someone that's uh, that's that's a much more intimate connection. Uh, you're talking with this person. This person on your porch, you're going to have a little more trust in what they're telling you as being yeah. valid, and so you kind of turn off your filter a little bit more. And then if you take someone that's now they're inside your home, right? They're sitting on your couch and the things they tell you, they naturally, you, you think they're going to resonate and make sense to you. Right. And you have to have a good filter system. Otherwise, when those people are in your home, on your couch, and they're sharing these viewpoints with you, instead of just going along with it and saying, yeah, you're right, you need to still be aware that what they're saying may not jibe with what you believe and what you feel. He talks about how he handles those moments and it's not easy, but it does make you question who is really deserving of label friend. When you feel comfortable enough to share who you really are with another person, that may be a real friend. Jesus spent three years with 12 different men and he knew exactly who they were, including the one who would betray him. But he decided to share himself with them completely, even when he could have sounded kind of crazy. In fact, that's one of the reasons he moved them into the friend category in John 15, 15. He said that now he could call them friends because everything he had heard from the father, he shared with them. The ability to be my most authentic self around you is a huge requirement before I call someone a friend. Well, I talk about that in my conversation with Kim. We bonded over our dreams to become actors and the bond grew stronger over time as we became more comfortable sharing details about our lives. And trust me. One of the reasons that you fit in, Kim, and one of the reason I, reasons I can say that authentically about you is because you are so authentic. I never have to either censor myself with you. I never have to um, cold switch with you. Um, and I don't, I don't think that it's a, um, it's a purpose. I do it purposefully with certain friends. I think it's just a thing of, in, in any friendship, you will see this where subconsciously you find yourself being only a part of yourself with a certain group of friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. You compartmentalize um, who you are depending on the group that you're around. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I feel like you are in a category with several where 
it's not like that. Cause I think you see me on every end of the spectrum. Like, like oh, from, same. I could say the same about you to me. Ditto. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah and, yeah. and I think, um, it has a lot to do with the fact that we've shared experiences. I said this in my last conversation, we have shared experiences with each other. And one of the experiences is where we're going to start right from the beginning is we shared our childhoods. We shared where we grew up. We shared how we grew up. We shared our craziness in our families. (laughs) We shared a lot. And so. So from all of this, how do you have friendships with people who are different from you? Well, first, don't be afraid. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. And since God is love, that is exactly where he fits. And once you get past the fear, spend time with people who are different. Share experiences. Don't censor yourself. Be who you are. And then watch their response and pray. Invite God into the selection process and see how your circle begins to change. Let me know how it goes in the comments, on Instagram, or the Liberated Conversations Facebook page. And my burden light, cast your care on me, I'll bring you into light. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you got to know God in a different way, more about who he is. And if you did, please tell me about it. Leave a comment, write a review, or head over to ruthinaporterfield.com and contact me there. You guys, I would love to hear from you. So until then, talk to God yourself. Get to know him. Maybe next time you'll be telling me that you're God's favorite. Although, for real though, I'm God's favorite. No, no, for real. I am God's favorite, for real. 